in it to them all day. Welcome to section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by a guy who's ashamed to say what state he's living in right now, the button lover, Josh Sroka. You think I'm ashamed just because I'm down in Florida? No, I came prepared. Of course, I loaded this music uh, uh, over the weekend, uh, thinking we would use it to, no get ready, to, Miami now. to get ready to celebrate a little four-game series. Yeah, sorry, Willie. No one's going to Miami now. Yeah, but hey, Miami's still going to come to Baltimore. We still got baseball. That's all that matters, right? Do we, though, Josh? Yeah, we I think that's got very much still in question. No, we as got baseball. As far as Miami coming to Baltimore. That's a question. Uh, sure. It's in, well, no, Miami will be in Baltimore on Wednesday night. I'll stand by that. You know what? Um, well, I don't treasure. Now, it might be the taxi squad. Sure. It might be all guys from wherever that is. Do you know what sucks about um, this besides the fact that there's, you know, this pandemic? Um, outside of that, this podcast should have been 100% dedicated to talking about our division leading Orioles. Two and one, taking care of business in, in Boston, going to Boston, a very hostile environment, taking two out of three, which is like really winning two series and coming home. But but now we got to talk about how there's no game tonight. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, uh, just, yeah, it's just it's kind of unfortunate. It takes a little bit of the momentum after after what we did to Boston. A little bit. It takes a little bit out of the, of the momentum out. But I mean, come on, we're still two and one. Uh, baseball made it very clear that. This isn't shutting down baseball, so we get to play a little bit more. Uh, okay, let's th- let's talk about this whole thing, and then we'll get to the. Boston yeah, I, I I think we have to talk about this first because it's where we're at. It's what every. All right. I think... here we go. Here we go. Strap in coconuts. Here's 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 Josh is gonna go. Okay, strap in coconuts. This is gonna be good. Hi everybody. Hi, Hi Doctor Nick. Nick. This yeah. is where we normally bring. Go, go ahead, Doctor Josh. Right, have a burden. Uh, so, I think that I, part of the way you know the way you the or your conversation, my conversation has gone, is I've been so irritated for the past few weeks about the whole uh, let's blow everything up, coronavirus, shut everything down, lock everything down, do this, 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 and all the the freak out over like. One little thing could happen, and let's blow it all up. And let's. So I think I was a little sensitive to that. So now, the Mar- when the Marlins and when they announced four people and then nine people and all for the Marlins, and whatever I think it's up to fourteen now for the Marlins players and coaches. But yeah, but yeah, it's, it's a third of the team. Yeah, yeah, but um, I think I was not. I'm not the type of person to jump to, let's blow it all up, let's end it, season's over. And I'm amazed when I tune into Twitter that the main reaction is, end the season now, shut it down. And I get annoyed with that mentality. That's not how I think. I know, I think in my eyes, that's a strawberry move to just run away from something instead of coming up with a solution to get through it. So... I'm glad to see that Major League Baseball is saying no. We're going to keep trying. We're going to try this. We they had to be prepared and have conversations about what if one team gets hit pretty bad. So I'm glad that all the owners had their phone call and they didn't even dis- consider shutting down the season. Instead, it's all right. Let's pull back. Make sure we're following the protocols. Make sure it's all strict and all this because. I now now it's and now I understand why 
I like how you're just being quiet and letting me roll with this. Yeah, this is what um, this is what they call giving someone enough uh-huh. rope to hang themselves. I know you're you just keep to, on talking. Josh. You're trying to let me hang myself. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I have thoughtful. I have thought through this. If you listen to my three three six daily this morning. I recorded it maybe 30, 40 minutes before the, the announcement of 14 people. So I said, oh, it's just four people. Don't worry about it. I think that Major League Baseball is smart. I think this has all been thought out ahead of time. They had to prepare for this. I think that if we see that some Phillies or Braves get the coronavirus and they can pinpoint it back to Interaction with the Marlins, I think that's a huge deal, and that shuts baseball down. But I think if we get to that point where you can show on-field transmission, then I think that everything the doctors have told us for five months about this disease is wrong because there's not many interactions on the baseball field, if any, that would classify as the be within six feet from people for this many minutes and this and that, you know. So I think in, um, among a team, it's to be expected. They're on the same plane together. They're on this together and that. I can understand that. And I know they're taking precautions to handle that. So I'm not concerned. And just, again, I now see why they're keeping a secret on who gets the coronavirus. Because all I want to know now is which player on the Miami Marlins snuck out and went to a strip club and brought the corona back to everyone else. That's what I want to know. Yeah. So a few things there, Josh. First of all, if you're not concerned about this, you're insane because all it takes is this happening to a few teams for us to have a major problem in your hands. I do agree with you that... Not concerned yet. What's, what's surprising to me, it doesn't surprise me at all that... 13 people in the same team got it. Like, that doesn't surprise me at all. We talked about it even before this thing started. Like like a flu? Right. If one person gets a flu, we've seen that wipe out a whole, a whole team with the flu because you, you you fly together, you're in the in the clubhouse together, you're in the dugout together. People aren't wearing their masks in the, in the See, dugout. They're high-fiving. You're worried about me hanging myself. You've already made the biggest mistake you can make when talking about the coronavirus. What's that? You You compared it to the flu. People freak out if you do that. Mm. I, I, next, I'm going to make a comparison to H1N1. Just wait for that one. So, well, I think that's a better comparison than the flu, but okay. But, well, I think they're equally inaccurate. But anyway. Yes, sure. Um, but, but, but the thing is, Josh, the, this is why we didn't have just five players on the taxi squad. This is why there's 30 players there. Because, I mean, it surprises me when just one person gets it, right? Like, how did that person not give it to somebody else? Right. That kind of surprises me. So the fact that 10 people have it doesn't surprise me at all. And I agree with you. Like, hopefully it doesn't, in the baseball field, um, it doesn't cross over unless they're hanging out somewhere outside of just the traditional right. baseball field, right? If they're, they're driving somewhere together or, or, or somewhere else together. So, so I agree with you. I, I don't think the fact that there was 10 players who have, or 13 players, coaches, whatever, per, per personnel, 13 uh, who have it, I don't think that's a disaster. What is a disaster a little bit is the story that came out that Mattingly and the Marlins and the players were aware that they tested positive and then decided to still play in the game. Well, the, they, hold on, hold on. They didn't know that everyone tested positive. Not everyone. Just the, no, four, the four people or two people or whatever. Two, four? Whatever it was. The couple, well, the ones from yesterday. Right. Yes. Well, uh, I don't know, but didn't everyone else test positive, test negative? Sure. But okay. Here's, and here's part of the problem, too, but I the, think. But you didn't make a big deal about the Nationals still playing when Soto was positive. Yeah, I and mean, it's so – because all this stuff, Josh, we talked about this all the time, how it's really hard to get clear answers on things. Totally. Even with tests, right? Because Juan Soto tested three times, two positive, one, one negative. So they just assumed that the two po- the, two, the, the uh, I'm sorry the two negatives and one positive. They assumed that the, the two negatives were wrong and they went with the positive, which I get. You err on caution, right? Um, but there's just but that shows there are no. There, there's also the, this unknown is like how long can you have it before we're testing positive, right? Like can, like can it can you have coronavirus and then it's not going to show up the next second on your positive test? Will it show up on on uh, a few hours later? Right. Will it not? Will but, it then show up the, the, the next day? There's and we don't have – I just watched 
our board of education meeting. Um, <laughs> I'm sure and, that was productive. Well, and I feel the same thing with baseball. Like, we need scientists in there. I don't want Don Mattingly having to make these decisions. Like, these are uh, science who, issues. Who, who, who do you want? Bill Gates? And I want scientists. Not Bill Nye the science guy, because um, I heard he's just got some kind of weak degree. But, no, I want actual scientists. I don't want yeah. Dr. Tony Kornheiser. That's an honor, Doc. No, I want actual scientists um, who are in charge of making decision. And by the way, my board of education meeting, there was not one scientist or one even reference to data ever presented. <laughs> that like, was the there even a science teacher? Uh, no, not even a science teacher. You would think we'd get one of those. Um, smart people making decisions, but with no knowledge, no expertise in, in these areas. But isn't it also like the scientists are still learning? But it's, that's the thing, though, too, right? And that's that, I think, could, should give us more concern, not less concern. Right. Because... Like because, Josh, we had Freddie Freeman, who had the high temperature. Yeah. And then we have Eduardo Rodriguez, who still is out with some kind of heart condition. It's not clear what, what's going on there. Um, but those And those are just two. Right. And I agree. But most remember, will be asymptomatic. 99.99 will have very little to, to right. no Ill, Ill effects. But, Josh, it just takes one person. And this whole thing is an unmitigated disaster if one person gets severely ill. Right? If one person gets severely ill. And that's the other thing is they're not telling us at what stage these people are. Yeah, if a... Let's go with a coach. If a manager dies because of the coronavirus, and I'm choosing that obviously because of age and shape, the younger right. guy, the other guys are younger and in better shape, and like you're Matt Albers. Um, right. He's, he's at high risk. Yeah. yeah. Him and uh, 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 Panda. Yeah. So, um, all right. Yeah. If, if anyone but dies. But that's a disaster. That's a disaster. Yes. Totally. All sports are shut down. Like, it was, it, it's a tragedy. And like everything stops then because yes, but at you, the you same don't need time, to be playing baseball. But at the same, well, no. See, I hate that statement. You don't have it's to true, play though. baseball. No, no, no. You have to play baseball. No, you don't. It is, it is them going back to work, just like the rest of us have to go back to work. Baseball does a lot for society. It provides a lot of jobs. There's a lot of even with the stadium shut down. There's a lot of jobs that rely on baseball. Their baseball makes a lot of money, and a lot of money flows in and out of it because of it. From advertisers to TV networks, you need baseball. You need sports. Josh always looking out for the billionaire owners. No, no, no. I'm saying little t- the TV markets, everything. It goes. It tr- it trickles down, and you need baseball for one. How much fun was it that this weekend we could, as a society, focus on baseball rather than? News and politics and protests. It was great. It was great for about two days. Right. Three days. Three days. You're right. Three, three days. days. It was great for three we days. Three days. Yeah. And you know what? Are we, we're going to have more of that starting Wednesday in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, I just, Judge, I just you know want. There's other baseball games going on tonight. They shut down two games, two games that were related, and they said, everyone else, go play. Yeah. And that's what you got to do because it, it's a, opening up a business. If a if a Walmart employee gets the coronavirus, if a whole store, Walmart store, gets the coronavirus, they don't shut down Walmarts across the country. They, right. they figure it out. And that's what baseball's got to do as well. There are 1,800 players right, right now on baseball, plus managers, right. plus coaches, plus uh, broadcast crews, plus umpires, plus grounds crew. There's thousands of people, and we're talking about 13, 14 people all in one airplane that's been traveling together and living together for a month. Right. So you, they, you, it's got to be put into perspective. But so at what point does it become too much? This, this is my concern, Josh. There's no, like, I, I, want, I want clear answers. Like, this is my concern about, shut, about when they shut down schools. And not shut down schools. Virtual learning is not shutting down schools, by the way. Schools are still open. We're just doing it vir- vir- virtually. It doesn't mean schools are closed. I'm still teaching. But anyway, like, yeah. at what point, if we're, if we're not opening now, what do you need to see to open it, right? Baseball the opposite way. If you don't shut it down now, like, at 10%, 20% of the players test positive, do, do you shut it down? And then, like, even on the field, you see some some players wearing masks while they're on the field. Some players not wearing masks. Right. It seems to be there's just like I want like clear set things like we we're going to play until this percentage of people te- test positive. Yes. Here's the protocol. What you do on the field. Here's the protocol. You're not what you do get on the that. bench. Are you high fiving or not high fiving? Are you doing this or not doing things? I I just want clear answers here. And we live in a world where where there's nothing clear. There's no clarity, and that gives me this angst that. 
there's just too many unknowns here. And right. I mean, look at the schools. There's different beliefs on which way to go with schools. And we've and yeah. and scientists disagree and uh, administrations disagree and everyone disagrees. Yeah, parents and teachers are on parents, opposite sides on this one. Yeah, uh, I don't know about that. The teachers union and parents are on opposite sides. I think that's pretty clear, at least in my Parent, county. In you're my saying state. parents? What do parents want to go to they, school? They want their kids out of the house. They want their kids back to school. I think there was a little bit about that, and the CDC disagrees. The CDC said to send kids back to school. They disagree in themselves, Josh. Right. A month ago they said don't send them. Now they say send them. They can't even agree on on, on what they're saying. Right, right. Because there's balance. Because there's you the, have uh, to. The American figure. Pediatric Association said the same thing. Two months ago, they said, uh, send them back. Right. More recently, they said, wait a minute, don't send them back that quick. Yeah, exactly. And it's because nobody knows. And everyone's scared. And, and But I think there's, scared and cautious are different, right? Like, yes. You can want to minimize risk without being think, scared. And I think baseball is doing that. And I think baseball has been cautious. And people calling for baseball should have done a bubble like the NBA. That's impossible with baseball. There's yeah. no way you can do a bubble in baseball. It doesn't work. NBA, you need the basketball Maybe for court. the playoffs, right? But we're not in the playoffs. Yeah, if, you get the NBA. The, if you get yeah. down to four teams, sure, do a bubble. Yeah. Um, so and we'll see. And we keep everyone keeps comparing us to the, the NBA and the NHL. Like our regular season has started. Um, their regular season hasn't started yet. And, so it's not really it's right. not comparable. At this and point. if you want to compare the NBA to the Major League Baseball. Uh, they've both had some little slip-ups, but NBA, they're doing the bubble because the NBA is, out of all sports, probably the one that's easiest to transmit a disease on the court would be the NBA. Yeah, I was the NFL maybe. Yeah, but they've got too, face yeah. masks and stuff. Yeah. Where the NBA, still they're all of each other's grill. Yeah, the NBA, you're just up on each other as well. Yeah, sweating on each other. Right. So baseball's got that space and everything and that's where it's all of society is watching baseball because if baseball suddenly decides we can't do this shut down then the that means the nfl is saying hey all right may, let's say we're going to consider a 12 weeks uh season we're not starting in september pushing back that means schools are going to have to back off it means it means a big deal if a, if the Major League Baseball cannot get this right. It affects oh, I, so much stuff. I've already seen people pointing to Facebook. I'm in some teacher Facebook groups, much to my uh, regret. And they've already made connections between, oh, look at what happened to the Miami Marlins case players. This is evidence that we definitely should not open up schools. Right. So people are already drawing this connection. But guess yeah. what? This happens to teams. This happens to schools. Every year, a school shuts a school. Here we shuts go. down Here's for a day Here's or something because of the flu. That does not. I, my school has never shut down a day for the flu. Not That's your school, happened. but some school in the country does. Okay, I've never heard of that. Uh, it happened two years ago. But Josh, you're hanging yourself here. No, you're I'm saying the flu to the coronavirus. No, not. no, I'm comparing the no, flu. You, just did. you, you yeah. started the flu comparison. Remember, you're the one first one to compare to the flu because of how it gets spread. As long as you open up, if you open up schools. And then this passes through, and suddenly there's five people in your school that get it. Okay, shut down your school for a week, clean everything, and go back to work. But that doesn't mean because there's five people in your school, you got to shut down all the schools in the country. And this is what Major League Baseball is going through. They've got one team that has a problem right now. So they canceled their but game. But schools don't travel from city to city like teams do. I know. It doesn't matter. It They're, does, though. Mm, doesn't it? Not it if does. you're not if you're being self-contained. So what are they doing? Yeah, who's they, being self-contained, Josh? You trust every baseball player to be self-contained, yes. to not interact with the other team, to not go out and into that town. That's put a yes. lot of faith in these players. And and they're all. It's not me putting faith in it. It's them putting faith in each other, and their union putting faith in each other to work together for this, to to for everyone to go hand in hand. That's why if I was an NBA player, I would be pissed at that guy that went out to the strip club this weekend because it only takes one guy like that to ruin things so they have to work hand in hand just like i've been working i go to work when i go to the in the office building i wear a mask i don't shake hands i wash my hands i am smart when i talk to techs out in the field i stand six feet apart 
do all the thing, do everything the doctors have told us to be safe. We didn't shut down work. We are safe and we're trusting that each other are safe. I'm trusting that my techs are safe and smart when they go out. So baseball is doing the same thing. Today I went to the Delaware State Fair. No, you didn't. Just, yeah, I did. Just turn that out there. Why is that open? That's well, open? It is. Yeah, well, it's all outdoors. <laughs> all right, fine. Well, so it's Major League Baseball. Yeah. So these players, baseball is doing the right thing. They canceled the Phillies-Yankees game and the Orioles-Marlins games. The Orioles, obviously, because the Marlins got to figure out, like, what, who, what players can actually play, and then they'll restart on Wednesday. In Philadelphia, they canceled the Yankee game tonight so the Philly players can get tested multiple times to make sure there's no cross-team contamination and also to do an extra clean on the locker room and the, the visitor clubhouse. And that's the smart protocol. That's how you handle it. I have – Gate is a gas station down here. It's like a uh, Royal Farms or whatever down here. It's called I, I love Gate. Josh using – Florida example after Florida example no, on I'm how using, to defeat coronavirus. No, Go ahead, I'm Josh. Using, <laughs> well, I'm using examples from my life. The gate down here. I'll talk about Chick-fil-A uh, next. Go ahead. You just discovered that Chick-fil-A puts employees <laughs> outside for their drive through I don't think you got much to say. You're Mr. You, I, you are like Joe Biden. You've been sitting in your basement for six months. Do you know what I found out last week, Josh? This is a true story. What? The line at Chick-fil-A was literally going into like the, the main road. Like I wasn't going to park right? in the main road. Yeah. Because that's how all lines are insane. I, I found out you can just go in the parking lot, and I downloaded the Chick-fil-A app. Yeah, and you tell them what parking number you're in. Yeah, and it, it took literally like three minutes mm-hmm. to get all my food. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Chick-fil-A, it's called an app. <laughs> you have them on your phone. That's right incredible. Now, right now, Matt, every yeah. fast food restaurant has the app. I use the Zaxby's app all the time. Well, how come the parking lot was empty and there was a line going onto the road? Well, because people are stupid. That's what I thought. Yeah. Well, I was one of those stupid people. But, but my, point, my point is... Yeah, you're talking about Gates. I'm sorry. An employee at Gate got the coronavirus. So what they did is they shut Gate down. They tested all their other employees, sent them all out to get tested. They had a clean-in crew, like hazmat crew, come in and clean the place and wipe everything down and whatever. And then they opened up the next day. There's been no more cases there. I stop and get gas there like once a week. I didn't... And that's even as clean as ever. You can, even tr- you can trust even more. Now I just licked the gas pump before I Why was not? using gloves. <laughs> sure. But uh, it's protocols. And baseball, you got you to gotta trust the process that baseball has laid out. And the players have to trust each other because they're dependent on each other. Just like everything else they do together. It's players like you trust your coworkers. And you're trying to do something together. Yeah, I don't trust my coworkers though. Josh, you um, do you think this is so? This is kind of done. Uh, we'll find out who tests positive, positive and negative. Um, if you test positive before, you're out, right? Like you're out for 14 days or something. If you test um, positive, you're out for 14 days. So I, yeah. so the Marlins will have a bunch of taxi squad guys in Baltimore on Wednesday. At, at, at least what, 11 or something. And and I knew, and you could tell immediately that Major League Baseball wasn't considering shutting down because. Like two hours later, you saw the Marlins desperately signing free agents. Why would they consider shutting down? This is why you have the 30-man squad. Right. I know. That's, That's what I don't point. understand is that people freaked out saying, oh, shut down the season, destroy Florida, this, that. And uh, This happened baseball. a little bit sooner. I knew this would happen at some point. Oh, they destroy Florida? Sooner oh, I only put that I in thought. for you. That was all for you. What's that? I'm not the... Oh, you mean the uh, the destroy Florida? I thought you were calling me out to defend Florida because oh. you oh, always no. expected me to defend no, Florida. No, you, you've been def- defending no. Florida this whole time. We no, all, I, I, we I all knew this was going to happen. I did not expect day four yeah, or five, whatever day it is. Yeah. Four, so, But, five. Josh, do you think this is this is it then? They'll have the replacement players yeah. to play for a while. Miami will be terrible. They'll get the first-round pick. The orders are screwed because they're going to get the top pick now. But we'll probably sweep them. That's all right. But That's are you – um, you, you think this is kind of done? Like this is well, well not not done. I think, but, we're, th- but this incident, this outbreak is yes, done. Yes, I think that. Yeah, I think that there's no what, more fallout after this. No, I think I think it's the opposite. I think we learn from this and we move on. So is now, there a point though, Josh, where this happens enough that they have to shut it down? It would have to happen. I don't know. And that's it, it, something like a weekly know. occurrence, right? It, but see, if it's a weekly occurrence with a different team every week, then 
it just becomes commonplace. And it's like, we know how to do it. We'll get through it. If, uh, assuming no one gets really sick, though. Yeah. My, there's two things that would concern me. Someone getting severely sick and team-to-team transmission. If you can pinpoint the Phillies got it from the Braves who got it from the Marlins. Eric RDT did post a video of someone the Marlins slapping the butt of a Philly player. So I don't know if a slapping the butt I don't is think part you can get it from butt transmission. Yeah. Some hand to butt? Yeah. I, I, no, I've heard of hand, of hand to mouth. I haven't heard of hand oh, to butt. Oh, if you put the hand on the mouth, but yeah. not hand on the right. butt. Okay. Good to know. I mean, unless they're bare butt. They got pants on, right? They got pants. All right. Then I think we're okay. Some shower okay. slapping might be an issue. Okay. But no, I think... Uh, we don't know anything, but I'm not concerned yet. I'm, uh, I did not well, I expect mean, I mean, it this Josh, soon. It, I did Josh, not. And I mean, I mean what, but what about a guy at first who's, who's, who's taking his lead mm-hmm. and the guy coming first? You, you know, they, they talk all the time, the guy in first and the guy, the, run, the yeah. base runner. Yes. Um, it's possible, right? Like know, a close talk that something could happen. You're supposed to be six feet away, right? Sure. Do you realize how little space six feet is? It's very little. When they take a lead off first, they take like 12 feet. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like six feet. And I don't know. Maybe they do something where I don't know how you could. Or, or what about the catcher and the ump? Like there's incidents when you mm. do get close to a, yeah. you guys get close. And they might say, you know what they might say? First basements have to wear masks. Yeah. Or, or more players. Now you have a mix of players on the field wearing masks or not. I haven't noticed if umpires are wearing masks. Um. I would have. I, I can't. So, but. I can't believe baseball did not go to robot umpires. That's got to be an umpire union type thing, yeah. at least behind home plate. So yeah, of course there's things, and there were weird collisions and stuff over the weekend. Yep. But there's also how much of that is close. Besides ump and catcher, how much of that is really close enough or long enough? We don't know. So. We'll have to wait and see. We knew this was going to happen. It just happened soon. And I really want to know how much. This is a big deal to us because two of our games got postponed. Yes. So if I was in Atlanta today and I'm still playing my game tonight, would this be as big of a story to me? Or you would think this it's a be... big story to, to players who already were a little bit concerned? No, 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 no. Not you the players. players care? It's fans. No, players have their eyes on this. Players want to see how it goes. I mean, yeah. to fans. To if fans. I was a fan in Atlanta, would this be a big deal to me? And would I be shouting, shut it down? Or would I say, hey, let's see how this goes? Yeah. Yeah. We will, we will see. This be interesting. It's certainly like eyeballs. It's going to be interesting to watch. Um, also, my, 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 my last point on this. Yeah. Why um, is the game postponed? Why aren't the Marlins forfeiting? I had like, the same thought. I think like that we should, should be get the, rule. the win. Yeah, we should we, get the W. I agree. It's their fault. We did nothing wrong. They yeah. can't field a team. They forfeit. I agree. I would love to see that be the rule. Um, instead, I think it's. I don't know if we. Maybe we'll play four games when Miami comes to town on Wednesday, Thursday. I Two double headers. I assume that. Why wouldn't you do it that way? You don't want to reschedule and get them to do contact play each, each other, other again, again at some point. Do we play each other again at some point? Ah, uh, because you could do one doubleheader now, another doubleheader later. If you don't want to, I mean, we're already playing a lot of games in a few amount of days. So right, I guess you don't want to wear people out, and you got to worry about pitch pitches and pitchers. Yeah, especially yeah. with uh, the Miami and the Orioles, we could run through our, our fair share of pitchers. Right, but it's interesting because we do not play Miami again this season. Because it's weird, because it was it's a weird scheduling, right? Yeah. Where we had two games there, and then they would come to our so house like for... you would think we wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to postpone and say the Orioles have to go to Miami at the end of the season because there's there's no breaks there's like or you wouldn't want to go to Miami play one game come back go to Miami like you you don't want to add that extra travel and everything. There's no spot. I was looking at schedule. There's no spot in the schedule where you can do it. No, it's all one game breaks. And and you're in New York every time or Boston. Uh, there, you've got a break uh, between New York and Washington, and between Washington and Philly, and then a break between Boston and Tampa. Yeah. But yeah, you want to go. But you can't go to Miami then. I think that's unfair. Right. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like, 
I would expect baseball to to say we're gonna these are gonna be four games over these two days. I mean, the good thing is neither team will be in the playoff hunt, so you could wink, wink, nod, nod. We'll, we'll get you guys to the end of the season, then the end of the season. Oh, you guys, your games really don't even matter anyway. They could do that, but I don't know. But I would be, I would think they would do all four games in Camden this Wednesday, Thursday. Well, that could be awkward for the Marlins who are already down right. <laughs> a whole bunch of players. Yeah. To field a team. But also, you've got, this is why you've got the deeper teams. This is especially this early in the season. You got thirty men or whatever. So yeah, I'm yeah, I'm I, I want to go back and change my bold predictions and and reevaluate my reevaluate my win total because um, I'm already I'm already I, I want to change my win total and I want to change my bold predictions after watching three games of the Orioles. All right, um, yeah, we got here. You want some transition before we get to talk about the weekend? Sure. That's fine, honey. Just make sure you're wearing a mask when you're making love to your man. Right. Just a little throwback there from the years uh, one and two, I think. Yeah, for you original coconuts, you, you'll, you'll get that this weekend reference. Um, but, Josh, impressive, impressive weekend for our Baltimore Earls. Totally. I'm trying. I keep thinking about this weekend, wondering what surprised, like, did I learn more yeah, about what, the what's Orioles your big take or the Red Sox? This weekend? My big takeaway is that I was so focused on our pitching being bad this year that I didn't realize that we have a decent offense. That we've mm. got guys that can't – we don't have like a power lineup, but we've got guys that can get on base. We currently have two guys hitting uh, 500 or better <laughs> Yeah, in uh, Iglesias and Alberto. And we've got guys – like Hayes and Davis, who are getting on base, making contact. You <laughs> put Davis on there. He got like two walks and a hit. That's like three times on <laughs> yeah, base. Yeah, he, he had one walk and one hit. Get out of here. All right, well, he was hitting the ball hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, his FIP or whatever, not FIP. His, whatever his Woba. Woba, yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, I think my takeaway is I've been sleeping on the Orioles' offense, and the Orioles' offense is, a little, is kind of a fun team. All right, here, here's my takeaway. I think you're wrong. I think the Orioles' offense is what we thought they were. I, I'm shocked. I was focused so much on the Orioles. I, 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 I'm shocked. This is my bold prediction, Josh. And I'm serious about this. You can mark this in the book. The Baltimore Orioles are going to have more wins than the Boston Red Sox. So your takeaway that, is the that, Red Sox. That rotation is a joke. Right? The, the number two and number three starters are journeymen you've never heard of. Yes. And do, do, do you know who's starting today for the Red Sox? <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. Josh, if you look at, if you look at the, um, the Boston Red Sox rotation depth chart, they only have three starters. We saw all of their starters. They just have these no-name bullpen openers. How does that That's happen? That's all else they have. Well, they lost Eduardo, Eduardo Rodriguez, right, because of the COVID heart condition. They lost. Right, but he'll be um, back. David, they lost David Price in the trade. They lost Chris Sales due to injuries done for the yeah. year. But why, Josh, why didn't they have guys to replace these I guys? Don't, they have the third highest payroll in baseball. Right, like they were supposed to be good. Our, Josh, I'm dead serious in this. Our starting rotation is better than theirs. Our team ERA at the end of the year will be better than theirs. Their offense is better than ours, but. Their their rotation is worse than ours, and I can't even believe I'm saying that. It's unbelievable. Like Nathan Avaldi, he, he's a good pitcher, but he's their ace, and he'll be a, a three or a four or five to a playoff contender. And the rest of their guys would never start a game on any other team except for maybe the Orioles. Like it's they're so bad. Oh my, their rotation is so bad. So the offense, you're right. The Orioles' offense was great this weekend. It's really hard for me to tell, though, if that was <laughs> so I just good offense up. or such terrible pitching. Josh, just look at their rotation. I just, look at I their just pulled staff. up tonight's Red Sox game. Yeah. It's the bottom of third. They've already pulled their starter. It, it was just an opener. They don't have. They, don't, they only have three pitchers. They only have three starters. <laughs> What's the rest are just bullpen guys. How did it's we sleep on this? I, I don't know because I, I focus so much on the I don't pay attention to what other teams are doing. 
Boston Red Sox, if I was a Red Sox fan, you just saw Mookie Betts sign for a billion dollars yeah, with they, the Dodgers. I mean, I'm, I'm done. The season's done for the Red Sox. And you've got That's, a good It's lineup. embarrassing. And you're the third highest payroll in baseball. How could you not get another, another pitcher? That's weird. You know, it's, it's atrocious. And you can blame the, the Rodriguez injury, but still the Rodriguez injury, you still only have four starters. Like, what are they doing? That's crazy. Yeah, so uh, I, I really think like the Orioles could finish with a better record than the Red Sox. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's I wish you go back and make that my bold prediction that the Orioles had a better record than the Red Sox. Yeah, that would have been a fun one. The Red Sox, I didn't realize. Oh my gosh, that's they're so bad. That rotation. All right, so let's talk about the uh, Orioles. So that's my big takeaway. All right, let's but talk, yeah, about, talk about, about the Orioles rotation. We saw three pitchers. Yes. We saw uh, uh, Tommy Malone, number sixty-nine, which was kind of what we expected. Like that, like, yeah, that's kind of worse than I expected. But yeah, sure. All right, sure. okay, maybe worse than. Did we you expected. expect an ERA of twelve? Yeah. No, you're right. All right, a little worse than we expected, but kind of we expected nothing. Um, I blame coaching on on Malone though, because you saw that in the, because um, what was it the fourth inning? It was the third or fourth inning. He had two good innings, um, and then I forget it was the third or fourth. He gave up double, 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 double. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't and pull. all at the same spot. Why didn't a coach tell DJ Stewart, hey, just stand in the corner right there <laughs> and catch it on that third or fourth double? Because they right. could have been hitting the ball at that same exact spot. But no, yeah. um, M- Malone looked really good to second inning. Right. And then I heard, after I went, um, LeBlanc started, yeah. I heard manager Hyde talking. And manager Hyde was like, you know, we want to make sure LeBlanc can get through the order two, three, four times. Right. Because he saw what happened with, you know, with with M- M- Malone the second time through the order. Yeah, and I'm thinking, up. if you got Malone or even LeBlanc, I know he pitched, LeBlanc pitched really well, though he had a got, kind of got screwed up a little bit with the bad line because bullpen. But if you're if you're manager Hyde and you have 16 pitchers in your bullpen, why is Malone this bump pitcher? Why does he have to go two or three times through through the lineup? Why not just have him go one time through the lineup? Right. His stuff sucks, and then you pull them and you put in some of these bullpen. Well, guys. that's well. The problem is the guys that came in after Malone, they all suck too. Cody Carroll, I ex- what happened to Cody Carroll? I thought he was supposed to be decent. Cody Carroll, okay, so just Cody a bad, Carroll, bad night, just a bad night. Yeah, I mean, he walked three guys. He, I think he plays faced four batters. Yeah, and he never guys. got the ball over the plate. Yeah, that's that screamed first game of the season. Yep's. Oh, that's total nerves. Not yips, but total nerves. Total, you got a hundred mile per hour fastball. You're trying to impress, and you just can't throw for strike. So I, I don't. I, I think nothing of that. Okay. I think it's. I think it's nerves, and it doesn't bother me none. I'm not concerned at all about Co- Cody Carroll. All right, all right. Well, that's good. Um, and, and the other guy that came in there and pitched for a while was David Hess. And I'm like, what was this, 2017? <laughs> yeah. I, I thought the David Hess experiment was over. The Hess like, Express? Why, why is the Hess Express still well, on our remember, baseball remember team? I don't da- David Hess left the Orioles, and he came back. I, I, I don't know why. Yeah. Like, why is he – how did he make it over Tom Eshelman, your, your, your boy? I, I, I don't know. Well, I don't know why he is here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why Malone made it over Eshelman was my question. Um, and now you're skipping over Saturday with Cobb. And I think mm. – the fact that Cobb pitched well on Saturday was like the one projection I think we all had is we trusted when Cobb and John yeah. Means were on the on the mound. Yeah, I mean, I mean they're they're a cut above the rest, right? Like the other guys are just guys. Cobb and Means are pitchers, like they're real pitchers. May, like they'll be they they could pitch I think for any rotation in the majors. Yeah, and so like well, may, maybe not top of the rotation, but um, but mean, they could pitch. Malone could pitch for the Red Sox right now. Any of our guys can pitch for the Red Sox. <laughs> right. um, they, they might take the Hess Express, honestly. Um, but hey, uh, wait. But yeah, Ox Cobb was great. What's the What's the guy that we traded to the Red Sox last year and screwed him? Oh, um, Kashner. Not Wade Miley. Um, Kashner. Kashner. Yeah, Andrew Kashner. He's still a free agent, right? Why is yeah. he not? Uh, why have the Red Sox not grabbed Kashner up? Uh, Miami should grab him now, right? Wait, sure. Well, I don't know if they're if they need pitchers or who they need. Yeah, I don't know. Like Bartolo Bar- Bar- Colon's still out there, right? Like these are um, guys that can get you innings. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure but, there's other veterans out there like that. Yeah, but uh, so Saturday we saw Cobb, we saw Fry, we saw Castro, we saw Blair, and we saw Fry Gibbons. was atrocious. But again, he's a veteran pitcher. I don't know, just a bad, bad out. Bad out. Yeah, yeah. He's got an ERA of 27. So, yeah, it's kind of. But that was only three batters, so that'll come down quick, I think. Yeah, but but a lot of bullpen guys um, look good, and and 
Um, and then, you know, at, after the Cody Carroll, like, they were just – Hyde was just kind of throwing that game away. Yes. Oh, um, yes. And that's why you didn't see the good pitchers. You didn't see Blyer and, and Givens and, and, and Scott. Yeah. No. And, and Salser. Yeah. Well, and that, that was Sunday when we saw Salser. LeBlanc, Castro, yeah. Scott, and Salser. I have no clue who Salser is. He was one of those names yeah. on the list that I was like, I don't know where he came from. I don't know anything about him. I now know he came out of Tampa, but and I liked him. He he was great on Sunday. So uh, yeah, yeah, he's one of those guys where he came in. Everybody kind of grabbed their their phones to to look him up. Yeah, and then if, if you looked him up, you're like, oh, he was actually pretty good uh, last year right. for for Tampa Bay. Well, you heard um, he got upset that Tampa left him off the uh, postseason roster. Yeah, and that's why he kind of <laughs> went ahead and left Tampa. Yeah, but I mean, he's a veteran guy. He's, he's, he's age 30. Um, not a ton of major league experience. But he's the guy that, that Hyde said he wanted to save him for a high leverage situation. And, and, and you're right. He was not, we were talking about Hunter Harvey, about Michael Gibbons, maybe even Tanner Scott, but we really weren't talking, Richard Blyer, but we really weren't talking about uh, uh, Cole Seltzer as a high leverage bullpen guy. But yeah. now it looks like we, after one start, I'm all on board. Yeah, two innings. Or one outing. One hit, two strikeouts for that guy. Yeah, looked, looked really good. So. Mid-90s fastball, looked good. Were you surprised, you had to be surprised by LeBlanc that he, do, I know his line shows four runs and a 6-3-5 ERA. Yeah, because all we, the inherited runners scored in that, right. in that sixth inning. But game. I mean, like his first two hits were solo home runs, spaced out, and wasn't really Castor strung together runs. In, a, yeah. in a real small ballpark. So I didn't blame him on that. He kept the Orioles in the game. He really seemed to have control of that lineup. I was, I was very impressed with LeBlanc. Yeah. I mean, I would say if you're really trying to win, maybe like Hyde needs to learn with these veteran bum pitchers. You know, you're you're playing with house money if you get five innings out of them. So take him out then and don't right, let him go don't for the sixth it. inning. Yeah, but hindsight's twenty twenty. But yeah, I thought he pitched. I mean, he's throwing junk up there, right? Like, I, but I thought he pitched really well. Um, obviously, outside of you know, the couple solo home runs, that's fine. I'm gonna give home run. I'd rather give up two solo home runs than give up five straight doubles. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, th- I thought he pitched fine. I, I mean. I don't know. LeBlanc is who he is. He's going to give up. He's going to have an ERA at the end of the year between four and five and a half. Um, so he's not someone you're building around. But, he, you know, he, he got the win. Um, Are you? So he, he ate up five and two-thirds innings. So, okay, good for LeBlanc. But I'm not a believer in LeBlanc or anything. Are you one of these guys that is um, a little torn on whether or not to cheer for the Orioles and be excited for the Orioles playing well? These no. guys that are booing when the Orioles win because we want the number one draft pick, I cannot relate to that so much because all I want is my team to win, even if it means they get to pick third or fourth overall. Like, I don't care about the draft pick because that's not a guarantee. Yeah. And part of me can do that here on the podcast when you think about it. Okay, logically, the higher pick you have, the better chance he has of being an impact player. But when I'm watching the game, I literally am unable for the, to root against them. Oh, if you like, even if I had money against the Orioles, I cannot root against them. Like I'm rooting for the Orioles. Sometimes I like to bet against. I don't care about draft picks. Sometimes I like to bet against the Orioles so that if I the Orioles win, I don't care that I lost money. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. So, I'll bet so you're, against you're the Orioles because if they lose, ah, I won some money. You're still happy, but if they won, who cares? It's yeah. worth that five bucks for the, for the Orioles to win. Um, you're right. If I wanted to be one of these guys that say all I care about is the draft pick, then I would have to bury my head in the ground and not pay attention to the Orioles for the entire season. Yeah, this is the only way you can do it. Because I want the number one pick. I do, and I don't think we're winning the World Series. So you know, if I can't win the World Series, I'll take the number one pick. But in any given game, even if it was like the last game of the season and we're playing Miami for the last, but like I'm still going to root for the Orioles. I just, I can't not root for the Orioles to win. Um, I can't root for guys to, to fail. Though I was actually rooting a little bit for Chris Davis to fail yesterday, or actually for the whole Orioles team to fail yesterday after Chris Davis didn't know how many outs there were. But Josh, go ahead and defend your boy and tell me why it's okay that Chris Davis didn't know how many outs there were. 
No, there's no. There was another running error on Friday Hans as Alberto, well. Yeah, Alberto, yeah. there's yeah. no excuse for these. That's so embarrassing. Sorry, I gotta mute our notifications because our sister just found like that. There's like not everyone under like that. There's uh, discussions about the coronavirus and deaths come in other forms and all. You know all the back and forth arguments. I guess she just discovered them. So now my computer keeps beeping saying that I have notifications. Uh, Josh, is this the time when you message her saying a man in Florida died in a motorcycle accident and listed coronavirus death <laughs> yeah, as the like, cause? Exactly. Is that when you list that? It's article? that type of thing that I think that um, she just discovered. Yeah. So I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure out how to turn on my do not disturb. So, but, but we talked about um, defensively. Offensively, was there, outside of Chris Davis sticking out to you with that one hit and one walk, was there anyone <laughs> who stood out to you offensively that you're like, okay, oh, yeah. I think we got a player here? Uh, well, Ruiz, two, two home runs, two home yeah. runs in two games, and yeah, that's impressive. Inglacia going, uh, what do you go four for four yesterday? No, uh, four out of five, or four, four out, four, four something out of like five. That. I mean, four out of five. a number three hitter. Yeah, um, and he's batting average is what up over five hundred now. Right. So I mean, those two guys stand out. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that, those are two guys that stand out to me. Anyone else stand out to you? Um, I mean, San, Santander, too. Santander with his – I mean, he, he had yes. a couple of doubles and a home run. And, three a, and some good hits. defense. An, an unbelievable catch in the uh, – where, where he, he robbed a home run. It was one of those cheap home runs, um, but he robbed it in the, in the stands. So I thought Santander um, had a really great weekend. And kind of he's, – he's a guy that a lot of people are saying, like, this could be one of the really good players on, on our team. And so it's good to see Santander kind of, at least for the first weekend, embracing the moment. Oh yeah, totally. Um, so, Santander, um, no strikeouts in that whole series. That's cool too. Well, and that was the other thing with the Orioles is not many strikeouts for the series. As far as it was like, as as far as team strikeouts, I think they had like sixteen or seventeen total for the series. Josh, the pitcher was it Kelly? What was his name? of pitch uh, yesterday. You can't even know. I never even heard of these Boston pitchers. Whatever the dude's name is. I was reading an article about him just because, like, who is this dude? Uh, Weber, the... Brewer, Walden, Barnes, Weber, Bryce. Weber, Weber, yeah. Weber. Yeah, he didn't get um, any strikeouts. No, he had – he threw 67 pitches, three swing and misses. There was three pitches the entire <laughs> game where a hitter swung and, and missed it. Well, we only got that's this. unbelievable. We only and got... I don't think that's the most amazing hitters in the world. I think that's pitching. <laughs> Just right. pitching. Well, that's a guy but, where we got six hits off him, scored six runs off him. So Yeah, so people are, are, are excited that Chris Davis only struck out one time. I was like, maybe we should face like a major league pitching squad but before we, you know— Praise Chris Davis for only striking but out one time. we have to. Also, how, Josh, how low is the bar when Chris Davis gets applause for putting good swings right. and not only striking yes. out one time? How and, low is that bar? Well, it's based on previous years. The fact that he got a hit in game three when last year it took like 10, 12 games, he was like 36, 37 at-bats until he got a hit. So that's totally um, – Yes, the bar has been low with where we want to be for Chris Davis, but it's just yeah, and, is what it is. Like, let's go. And the one, the one hit for Chris Davis was very close to a home run. Josh, I was a little surprised when I was watching it that it, he barely got to second base. Yes, on a on a really high uh-huh. um, hit. But well, the Josh, mask the, must the, have been slowing him down. Maybe, like, but we'll never know, right? <laughs> I don't because, think he was wearing a mask. But, but, Josh, the fact is we'll never know. Like, he could have stopped and gotten a mask at first base. He could right. have fallen down at he first base. He probably had to stop and uh, uh, put, uh, wash his hands. He could have. Purell over at first base. He could have. But, Josh, we'll never know. No. And why won't we ever know? Why? Because there was not a single Oreo announcer at the stadium yes. to tell us what happened. Oh. So all they have to go off of is is the freaking camera guy that we're seeing too. So we don't yes. know what happened to well, Chris Davis they because have a their announcers are back in Baltimore. They have a little bit more. They do have some extra camera feeds that we don't have. They've got a wide shot, I believe. From I think the they fooled me because they seem pretty clueless when they're talking about the game. I know. Could have fooled me. I know, but I've seen some pictures of their setup. They've got some extra cameras in there. But – uh but, yeah, it's very odd. I don't understand why announcers can't go to stadiums unless it's a travel thing. 
The stadium's too small. They can't no, fit them in there six feet apart. There's plenty of spaces to, to, to spread out. It must be a travel thing and just trying to not – but I would – if I was Major League Baseball, I would get as even more um, cameras on for these guys to watch. You know, I use the Fox app on Saturday to watch some of the Fox games. And Fox, you can get a bonus camera, which is just – the center field camera, and you just stay on that camera the entire time. And there's no announcers, there's no ticker, there's no score bug, and it's just that camera. And when that cameraman moves, so I was watching it for a little bit, and a guy hit the ball to the outfield, but the cameraman stayed on home plate. So then you just saw the pitcher watching, and then the pitcher give a fist bump, so you knew the guy caught it. But that's the type of cameras that they need to have for these announcers. And bigger screens. These announcers have a bunch of cameras, but they've got little screens around there, which means with the little screens, they're only watching the big screen, which is the same thing you and I are watching on TV. Yeah, how are you watching five screens at once? Josh, initial impressions of the team of Scott Garceau and Ben McDonald? Nah, I like Scott Garceau. I like Ben McDonald. Uh, nothing special, nothing to complain about. It's just, eh, I don't care. I did listen to a little bit of Kevin Brown and Jeff Arnold this weekend. I know that's how you took in all your games. So what is your impression of those guys? Uh, I I only took the game in on Saturday like that. Um, I listened to the game on Saturday on the radio. Friday and and Sunday, I went to Pop's house to watch it. It's all massive. I think think, uh, Jeff Arnold are great. Um, I I think they did a really good job. They're very already. They can have this chemistry where they're really playful with one another already, yeah. even which though you don't always see. Even though they're in separate bubbles. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I, I I miss Joe Angel, but um, I'm good with I'm good with these guys. Um, yeah, Scott Carso. Like I just, I maybe this is appropriate for baseball. He just he puts me to sleep. I just find him really boring. I, um, even when he's on the radio, I just kind of right. find, kind of, kind of like he doesn't say anything like intriguing. He just kind of says the obvious, and okay, that's no, fine. I did. Um, I found it very entertaining on Friday night when Ben McDonald made a point of how they have to watch. He goes, "We have we're in Camden Yards, but we have to watch the screens because the way they have the screens set up, the ball field is behind us." Like, if he turned around and looked at the ball field, he would be able to see the players play. So that made me laugh. Um, And I'd rather them not tell us. I don't want to be reminded they're in Cameron Yards. Let let me forget about that so I don't realize how Egypt I'm It's kind of like – all right. It's kind of like – do you watch Jimmy Fallon or any of these late-night shows – no. Like now, during yeah, coronavirus now. time? Yeah. Only if a clip like makes it to Twitter or something. All I don't right. sit down yeah. and like, watch, I don't watch it. I don't watch any of them. I, wa- I, I used to watch I'd them I'd see them occasionally. But once we switch to coronavirus, it's almost like they want them to look crappy and they want the interviews to like look bad as like an excuse where it's like, I know that all these podcasts look better. Like I know that we have the technology as – for our little show, that we could do video and it looked good if we wanted. And we can do good audio. And I felt like those late-night shows were, like, just not even caring because they're like, oh, we have this built-in excuse of the coronavirus. And I feel a little bit of that with this broadcast crew is where it's like, oh, well, we have this built-in excuse that we can't go there, we can't uh, do this, we got to go through safety protocols, oh, woe is us, and well, well, Josh, we don't have to be the best product out there. Some evidence to your point is they, they brought um, Jim Palmer in for, in for a Zoom call, and I was like, okay, they're going to bring Jim, uh, Jim Palmer in to get some thoughts, and he was there for like three innings or something. Like, yeah. like he could have he done the whole show like that. Like yeah. the, there was, He could have done the show from home well, right, with the same stuff that, the, that, that they had to work with. And, and, and by the way, it was a reminder that Jim Palmer is a lot better than Ben McDonald. Like, no offense to Ben McDonald, but Jim Palmer's amazing yeah. how he can recall things. Like, Jim Palmer's the best. And we were just reminded for about three innings that, oh, this could be a lot more of enjoyable of a baseball experience. People like to make fun of Gary Thorne and Jim Palmer. But that's a special combination. They, yeah. They've got the they've I'm got starting the to appreciate it more every time yeah. I listen to Scott Garcia and Ben McDonald. Oh, totally. So... Um, I mean, so that's my takeaway with the broadcast crew. Is there any um, anything else Orioles from this weekend? No, no. I mean, the only other observation I had is I'm, I'm, I'm over here doing the pod with you, 
and I know you're watching the MLB at bat up, so you got all the games going on. But how come I can see on the, re- the reflection of the window behind you Tucker oh. Carlson on the screen? So why because not watch Tucker Carlson and not the MLB at bat app when you said you were watching some baseball games? Because I it just, sounds like you're really watching Fox News. But no, go ahead. Because, I, because I just set up this TV. Remember, I was And it out. automatically goes to Tucker Carlson. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, well, it's because I'm in Florida. Yeah, and all no, the channels are programmed to go right. there. No, it's new because I. Uh, I just hung it, and remember, I was out of breath before we started recording because I hung it, and I, ha- I don't have the MLB app downloaded on it yet, and this app was on it, so I clicked on this app to start playing so that I'd have something on. Okay. So forgot I got to close my uh, window blinds so you don't see yeah, the reflection. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, close the window blinds. See the whole reflection. But yeah. Normally, uh, I close them. Weird. Uh, yeah. Uh, but other observations of the week, like I thought Tanner Scott pitched well. I think I'm excited about our bullpen, too. I'm excited about our bullpen. Like, I feel like this is the time to decide next year. Like, the more I watch this team, this is how I think it's going to be for me this year. The more I get excited about next year. Like, I think about Santander next year. I think about once we sift out David Hess, if he's on our bullpen next year, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull a Dan Zabrowski <laughs> and no longer be an Oriole fan. But, no, no, like, I, we can sort out in our bullpen who's good, who's bad. We can get our offense together. I mean, think about Hayes, Santander, Ruiz. You add Rushman. Like, now, Trey Mancini, like, now you're starting to get a real offense. Yeah. So I'm starting to get really excited about next year just based on what I'm seeing this year so far in three games. Yeah, totally. It's only three games, but it was three – well, it was two really fun games. And my other observation is that I enjoy Twitter again. When it's Twitter Mm. talking Orioles baseball, I'm all fine with it. Now, today, Twitter sucked. Today was not a good Twitter day for me because suddenly now politics is trying to come into my baseball, and I need my baseball left alone. So, um, but I don't know. I mean, the the other thing is just one last thing about the Orioles. Um, One player, Miguel Castro. Yeah, still can't decide if he's good or not. So, like he's he's kind of like David Hess, where he's just been around forever. But then, like you look at Miguel Castro, he's only twenty five, and he throws so hard. And like I want him to be good so badly, but he's gotten. I feel like he's gotten so many chances, but he hasn't been good. Yeah. So I'm really watching Miguel Castro closely to see if like I don't know if if this is something where we can work with him. I was or if or if we should give up and just move on. Yeah. In that same regard, I was excited to see Tanner Scott look good. Because that's what I want. I really want this guy in that fastball to work. And it did work this weekend. Yeah, yeah, he's another. Like, that's what I'm saying. There's so many intriguing arms with Castro and Scott Scott and Salser and even uh, Co- Co- Cody Carroll that they all like, can throw hard and they all have like, a lot of potential. But can they, um, can they put it all together to be part of kind of our future bullpen um, is something I'm really yeah. looking forward to watching this year. You know what was fun is yesterday I was in Walmart. And I, uh, I'm in the towel section looking for towels because we need stuff for the new house. And you go to Walmart for towels? Yeah, there's not. Um, we, uh, we don't have stores <laughs> close to us. I, I don't Things know where. I, I don't know where out. people. I've never bought a towel in my life, so I don't know where one would go to buy a towel. Anyway. Target, Walmart, so something like I've that. Never, the internet. You, you are the person who goes towel shopping in your house. Well, no, I went out. Mandy and I went out. We went. We go. Left the kids at home and went out. That's a nice thing when you have an older kid okay. or a couple older kids. I have two teenagers now, so the fact that I can just leave them at yeah. home is awesome. It must be nice. It it, must it's be nice. it's great. But anyway, I'm in Walmart in the towel section, and I walk out of the towel aisle, and someone else comes out of the aisle across, which was like. Can I ask you a question? When yeah. you're in the towel section, like, yeah. how do you choose? Do you choose on color, or do you like get up in there and you kind of feel the towel? You kind of give it a couple squeezes. I you, rubbed, like, put it up against your head. I rubbed your my face. face to see how it I feels. rubbed my face in every towel. You rubbed face all over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's no coronavirus on there. No, I uh, no. I was wearing a face mask. Face mask oh, masks are wondered. required in Walmart. Uh, no, I pushed the cart and let Mandy make those decisions. Okay. But anyway, I was pushing the cart out of the aisle, and someone came out of the aisle across me, which I think was like the hunting and fishing aisle. Which Are the arrows directions? Can you only go in one aisle down? The, uh, I don't know about much. No, I don't think Walmart has arrows. <laughs> Walmart has mm-hmm. arrows that say stay six feet apart, but they point in both directions. Ah, uh, yeah, so just so, have people <laughs> run away from each right. other. But, yeah. uh, you know, so he was coming out of the hunting and fishing section, which is a huge section down here in Florida. I can imagine. Yeah. Got to get that camo. Right. It's probably, right. Probably was going in the next aisle to buy his Trump hat. But anyway, he was coming out of that and he looked at me and said, Go O's. And that was like the highlight of my weekend with some stranger telling me, Go O's. Nice. So I thought that was cool. 
Yeah. That's always fun. And that reminded it could have been me. A hunter who likes the Orioles could have been Dylan Bundy. Yeah. I could have. Yeah, I didn't see a Mohawk, but uh, or uh, whatever. Um, oh, for Hunter Harvey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not a Mohawk. Yeah. But uh, anyway, it just brought joy to me and reminded me what makes baseball great. And I think it's what we talked about last week, about how baseball brings people together. With all this political fight and, and no one knowing how to handle the coronavirus, baseball is something we can all agree on. And that's what made today kind of suck. Yeah, brings people together as long as you stay six feet apart. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that's what made today suck, and I hope this is just a speed bump and we can move on. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, so, Josh, you're saying looking forward to baseball again on Wednesday, huh? Oh, yeah. I'm predi- my prediction How is— How does this affect our, our pitching rotation? Do they still go with Wojciechowski? Do they, can, can Means was scheduled, I think, to start on Thursday. I, right. No, he was, was going to start Wednesday. He was going to start the home opener. So do, do they go with Means, or does Wojciechowski get the start? It should be interesting to watch. I don't know. I mean, what if we play, if we play four games, we need four pitchers in two days. So mm, We're going to have to go with the Boston Red Sox rotation where we're throwing out some bullpen guys. Yeah, I don't know. If I was the Orioles, I would, uh, I would stick with the rotation. No need to speed anything up. Let, let Wojo go. Why not? See what we got. Yeah, and then means pick the pitch the next day. Yeah, and then go back around to to Malone. All right. Yep. I'm curious to see. There's a couple guys. Like I'm curious to see how long LeBlanc and Malone stay before they're replaced by young guys. Um, I'm. Also, I don't want to say it to hurt your feelings, but I'm also wondering how long Chris Davis stays before he's replaced by a younger player. But that it's going to be interesting to watch his veteran yeah. players, right? Like if you want to make the move. You don't think Ryan Mackhouse can come in and take Chris Davis's place, and Chris Davis moves to the bench? No, I think it's possible. No. Happened last year. I mean, Chris Davis benched a lot last year. Uh, Ryan Mountcastle's not a first baseman. They are purposely telling him, maybe, but that's that's Ruiz's spot. Um, or Nunez's spot. Nunez's spot. First, yeah, first yeah. But uh, no, they are making it very clear that they want Mountcastle to play more left field before they call him up. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah. yeah, I don't. For I don't. about a week until all of a sudden they get another year of service time, then watch watch him say, "Oh, he's he's a good left fielder now. Uh-huh. He can come up." Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's total chance that the coronavirus hits one or two players and someone gets Wally pipped over the coronavirus. Yeah. Well, Chris Chris Davis should he should have gotten Wally pipped about three years ago, but all right, yeah. we can get out of here. Oh, I liked, I thought Cedric Mullins. I, that's another positive from the weekend. Cedric Mullins? Yeah. I liked his approach. You liked his approach? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I, uh, I'm yeah. saying that, and then I'm like, do stats prove what my eyes thought from this weekend? Well, I mean, I think you only had a couple of bats, right? Like, Yeah. You got three at-bats, yeah. Yeah, he got three at-bats. And he, and he, he, he got went one for three with a walk. With a walk, and then he scored. Oh, and yeah. he, he did a pinch run late another game. So I guess that's what I saw. You know what? I just enjoyed Cedric Mullins being back, I guess. I know you like Cedric Mullins. I mean, there was a lot of um, – my boy DJ Stewart did, did not play well. There, no. there, there, there were a lot of – I felt like a lot of full counts, like a lot of good at bats. Well, that's what I was saying about the strikeouts. Yeah. Like our strikeouts were really down this weekend. And I know you're saying that might be because of the Red Sox Terrible pitchers. pitchers. Yes. But, I mean – We've had some really bad seasons where, or last year where we could not hit the ball. And if, we, if you make contact with the ball right now, I'm happy. And that impresses me. And I know that's setting the par really, really low. But that's all I'm asking for is don't strike out. Yeah. All right. Fine. Set the bar low. Uh, Jose Iglesias could be the first player ever to hit over 500. He keeps us up. <laughs> okay. So stay tuned for that. We'll stay tuned for that. Hitting machine. All right. Baseball right, Wednesday. Yep. Baseball Wednesday. We'll tweet about it. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Go and, and, and like us a review. I know we got a good review, another good five star review on iTunes. So go ahead and, and add to that. Oh, and, uh, you didn't tell me, so I could pull it. Yeah, I just I just saw it and I forgot to say something. Um, but yeah, go go ahead and, and, and join the party and write us a good five star review. Uh, and we'll talk about it on the show. We can read that next do week. Do the same thing to help me out and do the same thing to 336 Daily. Um, now that's back. Leave great reviews like this guy left for Section 336 
AJ Wittenberger, who said he's a regular listener, five stars. Hey, guys, love the podcast. Thanks for doing it. Born and bred Orioles fan here. Love the team no matter what. I can tell you guys do, too. Thanks for bringing great content every week. So there's another good review from my coconut. Yeah, and we do. We love the team. That's not a too strong a word. It's an appropriate word. Love is appropriate in this case. If you want to uh, lose money like Matt and I and play on my bookie each week, go on over to section336.com and click on the my bookie link there. That helps us out as well. I don't really recommend it at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been. Go you ahead. were really happy on day one. I, I went six for six, and then I followed it up with zero for seven. That's insane. <laughs> that's that's how bad sports goes. I got goes. overconfident. Yeah, that's so help us out. Go there. Go to section336.com. We've got our shirts and mugs and all that stuff up there. So anything like that you can do helps out the show. All right, go ahead and follow us on Twitter as well. The show at section three six show. You can follow me on Twitter at section three three six. You can also follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. From behind home plate, your Orioles talk. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Hey, guys. Have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app. And then it makes sure it goes out to iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. it. They take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com.